Hi, welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. Lauren Goodall. I am a clinical psychologist, and this is Psychology in Short. Okay, so um, today's topic is about how relationship addiction starts. Okay, and but before we go there, I'm going to let you know what my webpage is. It's drlaurengoodall.com and it's available for topic ideas. So please feel free to use it. And the other thing I'd like to say is uh, I've got a book out. It's called Bipolar is Not an STD. It's about mood disorders and it's about personality disorders and it's also about relationship stuff. So shtick, so to speak, relationship shtick. <laughs> Try saying that fast. Um, and it's available on Amazon.com. Okay, so today's topic is how relationship addictions start. And people are like, well, I don't get it, okay? There are a lot of people who are addicted to a relationship and they don't understand that they are, okay? Or if they start to figure out they are, they don't know how. Okay, so this is the podcast that's going to talk about the how factor in relationship addiction. And like anything else, we can be addicted to anything. We can be addicted to gaming. We can be addicted to gambling. We can be addicted to food. In my case, it's chocolate cake or any form of chocolate. But um, uh, we can be addicted to sex. We can be addicted to a million different things. But we can get addicted to relationships. And I just wanna talk about how that process starts. Okay, so I'm gonna bring, um, I'm gonna bring some research forth from Dr. Helen Fisher. She's a biologist and she had studied all different relationship factors and, uh, and brain biochemistry. And she did a lot of research with MRIs and people who were in love and people who had broken up and what the, the brain scans look like. So she definitely uh, comes with authority on the issue. I want to combine biology with psychology. Um, and so it gives you just a broader range of how this works um, because I think psychology has a significant influence as well, okay? So I am adding the psychology to this equation. All right. So when we think of the brain, there I'm going to work off of three um, neurotransmitters in the brain um, and how they start off uh, and how they work, okay? And so the three main ones are going to be serotonin, dopamine, and oxytocin, okay? Um, and so I'll be discussing them a little further down the line, but I just want to say those are the three ones in play that I'm going to discuss. Okay, serotonin is more or less a make you feel at ease kind of uh, neurotransmitter. It is the chill neurotransmitter. Okay, that just means we have good energy, we have chill energy, and we're content as opposed to energy that you would get from anxiety, which is anything but chill anxiety, uh, chill energy. <laughs> anxiety is bad energy, okay? So uh, serotonin brings the good, calm, chill to the equation, okay? And dopamine brings in more of our interest, 
our motivation, our concentration, okay? Uh, also involved in arousal, but for this, I'm just pretty much gonna say interest factor, okay? And oxytocin is a uh, neurotransmitter that's involved with what's released when um, it, it's a bonding uh, chemical equation, okay? It is released during sex, but it's also released during listening to music and basic touch releases oxytocin, okay? So oxytocin has a couple different factors in the equation, but definitely a worthy player. Hence, I'm gonna be discussing it. All right, so let's talk a little bit about romantic relationships. Okay, so say you gotta go to a conference, a larger group gathering, okay? And basically what we do is we go around and assume we don't really know many people, okay, just for the sake of debate. But let's just say you go in and you scan the room, okay? And what are we scanning, okay? What we are scanning for is familiarity, okay? Uh, but we're also scanning for interest, okay? We have an inner template, psychologically speaking, that's already built on the people that we are attracted to, okay? So there is an active template that we have uh, in our thought process and uh, that has already played out before. We've already used it. And so we wanna use it again. And why do we wanna use it again? We wanna use it because it works, okay? It, it's rewarding and it works for us. Very simple. We use what works, okay? So let's just say whether that's somebody who's dark hair, dark eyed, or light haired and light eyed, um, those are certainly, okay, so we have these sort of preferences. But there is a psychology behind the preferences. All right, so you scan the room and say, Okay, you know, and you can look at a lot of different people and it's like, who are the people that we decide to walk up to and uh, talk to versus who are the people that we kind of step away from, all right? Well, the people that we're going to walk up and talk to are people that have some of that template built in, okay? And we are now using projection, which is our ability to say, I'm gonna project all my good experiences onto you that are because you look you have similar features to someone i used to know okay or or i still know or what have you but it's been a good association i have good uh, thought associations i have good emotional associations with this type of template and you remind me of that template okay so as you're looking across the room, we, we look for eye contact, okay? Who do we make eye contact with? And who also makes eye contact with us, okay? Um, so first things first, there has to be some aspect of attention, okay? Where somebody is starting to talk to us. So, so say there's like three or four people that a person's talking to. They are now directing more of their dialogue towards you, okay? So that's attention and we say, okay, this person is trying to communicate with me uh, more so than with other people. So we'll check that box, okay? 
And then we're going to look at uh, validation. Okay, so not only are they attending to you uh, visually, speech-wise, okay, um, but they are also now validating you, validating your position, validating your thoughts. So you might say, you know, I love going to this, uh, you know, I love traveling to this place. We love to go to this restaurant, da 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 and their response is, oh yeah, I mean, you absolutely have to go there. They have excellent food, their menu is great, I was just there last year. Okay, so now we've got some validation, okay? And we're also building in familiarity, like, do you cross the same paths that I cross? Do you know the same people that I know? Um, do we work in the same realm? Um, is there some type of familiarity where we connect the the boxes between you and I. And this happens in any relationship we establish and it can happen in a friendship. We decide who we talk to based on a schema of familiarity. A schema is a template, okay? And saying, you know, when we sit down with a complete stranger, even in friendship, we spend the next few minutes just talking to see if there's any point of reference that sounds familiar that we can add to the equation and very quickly we come to conclusions we say oh yes this is totally somebody i want to talk to further or we really aren't able to connect at all on any topic you know you might try a couple different topics and see responses and then so we make a pretty quick decision about who we're going to be polite to and politely walk away from versus who we're going to stay engaged with, okay? Who do we want to connect with? Who do we seek out? And one of the easiest ways to notice if that's in process is dopamine. Dopamine in the brain says, hey, hey, pay attention. I like this person. Dopamine tunes out so many other people. I mean, they could be attractive. They could be, you know, and your friends will say, well, what about this person over here? And you're like, yeah, okay, attractive, okay. But dopamine is the is the authority a lot of times. Serotonin comes along for the ride. Serotonin is like, okay, as long as I feel comfortable, I'll go along with this, okay. And oxytocin doesn't get to climb on board till a little further down the line, okay. But serotonin's like, okay, I'll play your game. Let's just see how it goes. I'm pretty chill. But dopamine says, hey, listen, <laughs> dopamine's very, very particular, okay. Dopamine says, I'm only going to get interested if, okay. It's got its, its criteria, okay. Person needs to look like this, X, Y, and Z, in some general format. Okay, because that works for me. Okay, um, I am attracted to that type of look. But beyond that, I'm also want somebody that I find is interesting. Okay, and that I can bounce energy off of. Okay, we like people who we can engage with. Okay, so we also like people who can match us. Okay, so match us in our energy level, okay? So if I come at you with, you know, uh, a, a higher energy and a lot more emotional expression and you match it, okay, game on, right? If you don't match it, 
that's like some dissonance that's going on and that's going to be like, eh, not really. Okay. But so we, dopamine says, Hey, 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 let's, let's amp up the energy. I like this person. And what do we do when we have interest? Okay. Like I said, it comes across through our eyes. We start paying attention to their speech, their voice. Does their voice work for us? Because there have been many relationships that get cut short because of strange odd details. You have to like the sound of their voice. And and voice is such a, we think of it kind of like an accessory, but it is genuinely uh, an attractive piece or a not so attractive piece, okay? Um, Voice matters, language matters. What kind of language do you use? What kind of tones do you use? Okay, because people will pick up on tones and they'll either feel comfortable by the tones or they're gonna feel uncomfortable by the tones. Okay, so we're either gonna be moving towards that person or we're gonna start stepping away from that person. All right, so let's say uh, that so far we are find them physically attractive. We have attention from them We also have validation from them, okay? Because if we didn't get the attention and we didn't get the validation, okay, those are all kind of game over gigs. Those are saying, okay, let's start stepping back and let's start wandering um, across to other people. But so far we're getting a positive, okay? So then we start with eye expressions. You know, we do more of the nonverbal communication. And if that matches, that says a lot. Dopamine says, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. This is the person I like, okay? And quite honestly, you know, we don't like everybody, okay? We may appreciate people, but we don't necessarily like or feel attracted to everybody we come across, okay? So when dopamine gets excited, dopamine gets really excited, okay? Um, And says, yes, 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 yes. So we start to heighten our energy, and we do this thing called matching, okay? So that the person knows, yes, I'm totally engaged with what you're saying, and yes, okay? So what's the next piece that kinda is a sign that dopamine's on board? Okay, so we start to move towards this person, okay? We start to close in our space. Now, if that person responds well, well, that's great right? That means we're both on the same page. But if they step back, that's saying, hey, you're crowding me and I'm not comfortable. Okay. So we're going to pace ourselves like that. But dopamine is when it's seated at the table, say, with this person, it's going to want to start leaning towards, okay? And leaning into, or maybe even reaching their hand, you know, in a, in a joking gesture, grab their hand and bounce off of uh, the other person. Now, the person will either be really okay with it or they may not be okay with it, okay? But we've been checking these boxes going along, so that's kind of like the next step. You know, does this person allow me into their physical space without feeling offended? And we do it very gradually and very minimally um, to ensure that that's not, you know, uh, a problem, so to speak. And we usually wait, too, to see what other the other person's cues are. Are they also approaching us? 
Um, we don't want to just be the only approachee. That does not work, and we know that, so we won't continue. Um, we have to have enough signals that say, okay, I can, you know, maybe lean on this person a little bit, crack some jokes, okay. Um, oxytocin is when we start to, <laughs> let's say, well, oxytocin is, it gets released when the karaoke starts, okay. Let's watch anybody who does karaoke. I mean, that is a bonder, okay. If there are bonders, that is a bonder. People start singing and then they start laughing, right? And then they might, you know, and then you go hug on the person next to you or whatever. Um, that's kind of part of it. But that is like oxytocin. Oxytocin just loves to be there for the music and for simple touch, you know, simple, comfortable touch, but engaging. It's not a flat touch. It's an engaging type of touch. Okay. So, with dopamine and oxytocin now in the game and serotonin's just saying, okay, I think I'm going to watch all this and let's just see how this plays out. Okay. Um, we get an immediate feedback. But the people that we develop stronger relationships with are people who have biochemistry pulls. We feel biochemistry pulls towards. So there's a strong biology um, that is met. And these are just some examples of how we engage, how we match the other person in expression, ideas, thoughts, okay, and energy. All right. And those are our green lights, um, as opposed to somebody that you meet and somebody will say, well, hey, did you see person X over there? And you might be like, well, you know, well, what do you mean? Well, that's an attractive person. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's a, an attractive person. But for some reason, the, your, your dopamine is saying, I don't think so. Not so much. Okay. And if dopamine isn't on board and because dopamine provides the interest and the motivation, motivation to follow up with this person, you've got to have some interest and some motivation to follow up. Otherwise, you're just going to be polite, say what you have to say, and move away. And that's how, you know, things like speed dating get going on. Because they say, technically, we make decisions about people in, I think it's six minutes. I mean, it's really, really short. If we have enough interest, okay, and what is that based on? That's based on brain biology, okay? Certainly, you might have a little bit of a resume, but you don't have much information on this person, and maybe other than what they do and, uh, you know, maybe some familiarity kind of information. But uh, biology is in this game. And the more biology that's in this game, in a relationship, uh, the tougher it's going to be in the sense that there's going to be a lot more emotional intensity in this relationship. And that can be really for good or it can be for bad. So the highs are high and the lows are low, okay? And, um, you know, probably ideally in a relationship, you know, it's great to have dopamine on board. But dopamine has to be somewhat balanced out to feel good. So it's just not... Uh, running around like an addict, okay? And so that's the biology that gets on board when we're dealing with a relationship addiction. 
And it's really becomes apparent when, say, if there's a breakup, why some people can't let some other people go. And, and you know, a close friend might say, I don't know. She still talks about this guy. It's been forever, okay? And so there really is a reason. Your friend isn't completely just not making sense. The problem is this particular relationship that we're speaking of had a lot more brain biology attached to it. It had affection, okay? It had oxytocin in this thing. It had some touch. It had some personality. And it had energy, okay? And that is hard to walk away from, okay? So people do get addicted to certain types of relationships. And those will be the ones that will be much harder to walk away from. I mean... Uh, people go through breakups and they're not pleasant and they're kind of sad and they're kind of melancholy. Um, but you can get through the majority. But there's that select few that could leave you just banging your head against the wall. Not literally, hopefully, but but just saying, why does this person matter? matters so much. Well, that person matters so much because biologically speaking, there was a lot of matching going on and a lot of comfort going on and a lot of neurotransmitters going on. Okay. So that's some of the biology in this equation. And biology is always going to influence psychology. Psychology <laughs> is not a standalone. Everybody wants to say psychology is a standalone with your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors. Psychology is not a standalone, folks. Biology is also behind it. Okay. So yes, your thoughts are important. Yes, your feelings are important. And yes, by all means, psychology brings in the familiarity into the equation. Okay. And and familiarity it, you know, is, as long as it's positive, it's going to be a plus, okay? It brings associations into the equation. It brings reward into the, to the relationship, okay? So psychology loves reinforcement. It's like, please, please, please reinforce me, okay? So we are a walking product of both of these processes. But, um, so I just wanted to say, not a but, I just wanted to say, this is how a relationship may be more addicting than any other relationship you've been involved with, okay? Because a lot of times you're just trying to figure out. I mean, you think you know and you're looking for situational stuff, and situational stuff does matter, okay? Because we bond under different types of situations and even stressful situations. Somebody... You, you may not totally be interested in, but because of the, there's biology under stress, okay? And that also becomes a bond, okay? And, and so you have to start to recognize this undercurrent is a very active current. All right, so I think I'm gonna close up there. And I've given you a little idea of some of the players involved with biology and how they influence psychology. And yes, there are reasons why, you know what? Person X is an attractive person, person X is a nice person, but yet you're not, you just don't develop too strong of an attachment towards them. And that's because you didn't get your friend dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin uh, more on board. 
All right. Have a great day or a great evening, and um, depending on where you're from. And uh, thank you for joining me.